Got me crying up here, and I can't even see how to turn the mic on. Y'all go ahead and be seated, because I'm going to get to the word a little, to read the scriptures a little bit. So we're going to pray and just let God uh, be God and have his way. Uh, First of all, God, I thank you for who you are. I I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this time of season. I thank you for this house and the covering in this house, Father God. Lord, I, I lift up Papa to you, Father God. Continue to bless him. Continue to give revelation to him, continue to let him be a pioneer in the kingdom and saying and doing what you tell him to do, Father God. As you're away with his family, Father, I ask that you refresh him. But in a refreshing, Father God, I'm asking that you also revitalize him to stay ever so on that cutting edge of saying and doing what you tell him to do. I ask that you bless the leaders and the elders in this house, Father God. Continue, Father God, to pull them closer to your heart, for your heart is your people. Continue to let them smell like your people, Father God. Continue to let them serve like your son. I ask that you bless the members of this house, Father God. I ask that you continue, Father God, to add increase. But as Pastor Joe was saying earlier, Father God, I ask that you continue to let this message be an international message that's going out of this house, Father God. And not just touching the people here in Grace Point, Father God, but touching people around the world. So I thank you for that, Father God. Then this morning, Father, I just ask you to get me out of your way and you have your way. You do what you want, you say what you want. I yield myself to your most capable hands. Holy Spirit, we already invite you in to do what you do. Save, set, free, and deliver. This is your time. I am just a conduit and I will be used by you to do whatever you want to do and say whatever you want to say. So I thank you for this service this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I, I want to welcome Image of God. That's my, that's my church. My baby is here. My wife is here, but she's in the back because she, she's not feeling well. So I'm praying healing over her right now in the name of Jesus. But I'm an extension of you. I, I, like Joe said, I, I, I'm not a visiting pastor. I just come home. I, I'm not just coming to talk to people. I'm coming to talk to family. And I'm coming to talk to family about what God talks to me about. He, I, I love him talking to me, but I don't like to keep it. I used to like to hold on to everything he said. I was getting real gluttony and real heavy with it. But I used to love it. I used to love seeking him. I used to love seeking knowledge. But I was doing it all for myself. And he has taught me how to get lean and trim about giving stuff away. He says, I bless you, you bless others. As I sustain you, you help sustain others. And that's what I'm going to talk to you guys about today. So y'all give me a minute to gather myself and put these bifocals on because I can't see too much without them. Then we're going to go to the Word. <laughs> I'll give me a minute because I brought my, uh, my uh, living room Bible, the one that you put on that uh, table in the front. So I normally have a little smaller one, but I wanted to get the big one that I can really see today. And uh, (laughs) even before I start again, let me me just go ahead and give it the way I got it. Uh, How many of you guys been out shopping and everything during the season? Raise your hand, say something. I like feedback. I am not that guy that you can sit there and just sit there. You're going to have to say something or raise a hand. How many of y'all been out shopping in the bustle and the hustle of all this stuff that's been going on? Is it not crazy out there? Man, I went into uh, Wally World. I call it the devil. It's really Walmart. 
and uh, I was supposed to be going to get some chili fixings, and I tried to get through the garden section and go across the back and sneak back out, and man, there was people just like a traffic jam going through every aisle, and I was like, what in the world are these people looking for? I just want some cans of beans and go get some jerky and be done and get back home. And it was like, no, nah, brother, everybody here doing and searching for something. And they searching and looking and got buckets full of stuff. And I'm really frustrated and want to go back home. So I don't try to go to the stores, but I've been going to the stores. <sighs> Give y'all an incident that went on with the hustle and bustle that I saw. I used it last Sunday at, 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 at uh, Image of God, but I'm using it again now because God still tells me to use it. I was out and in the hustle and the bustle of everything, and then I went to Piggly Wiggly. I went over to Piggly Wiggly, and I was just going to visit somebody at Piggly Wiggly. And as I was visiting them at Piggly Wiggly, I saw a nice, handsome young couple. And that nice, handsome young couple was walking to their car. It was a little boy in the basket. It's dead, and the mom was pregnant. I said, that's a handsome couple. That's cute, Lord. Bless them. As soon as I said, Lord, bless them, I heard this commotion coming from their direction. And they were yelling and screaming and at a car that was driving by. Like, what in the world's going on? He kept yelling and screaming at the car that was driving by. Then I turned, and it's like the people I was visiting, they got eyes this big. They look at me and said, what you going to do? I said, well, I wasn't going to do anything, but I got out my truck. I went in and got in the middle of the people with the argument going on. And I'm trying to ask one, you got a wife and a son that you're representing right there. The one in the car, I'm trying to say, go on, man. It's not worth what's going on right now. You can sit here and argue in the middle of Piggly Wiggly parking lot. Y'all know Piggly Wiggly parking lot ain't big as nothing, right? It's always crowded, too. It's just like that aisle at Walmart. But they looked at me like, who in the world is he and who are you talking to? I'm trying to tell him to be a representation uh, for his wife, a good representative for his wife, and she jump in and she arguing. I'm thinking, that's the cute couple with the baby? She arguing just as loud as he was. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> they finally went back and got in the car. Guy drove off. The other one went home. I got back in, calmed my friends down, and they looked at me, weren't you scared? I said, not really. I said, but, y'all, I'm 54. I still think I'm 25. I still think I'm invincible. I still think I can go out and uh, block bullets and do everything, so I don't think. I just leap. But then I got a surety that my insurance is God and I'm covered in the blood. So my daughter get on me that all the time. You got the wrong insurance policy. The wrong insurance policy. Jesus is my insurance policy. I don't think I got the wrong insurance policy. I really don't care when I jump in the mist because for me, I'm like Superman. But my kryptonite... It's the sin, but everything that covered me is the blood. So when I jump in the midst of everything, I already know the blood got me covered. So it has worked so far. Though I told him I wasn't scared, but I believe in Jesus, and Jesus got me covered. I said, but that's not the example of what's going on. The example I want you to see is I try to calm them down. I try to bring some peace into a situation that didn't need to be chaotic. What's going on in our world right now is a lot of chaos, a lot of craziness. The people that was in Walmart, they looking for something. They filling baskets. They going through the aisles, and they trying to buy some peace, some joy, some happiness. And they loading that stuff up there. <laughs> you know, in February, they're going to get some unrest and some anxiousness when the bill comes to pay due for what they're going to spend it on now. But I want you to know that you're carrying some peace with you right now called Jesus. 
in the midst of all that craziness and all the stuff that's going on, people need to see some peace. See, like I said, I wasn't afraid to jump in the midst of them because I'm sure who I am in God. I ain't going to say I'm not going to be wise and tell you that anything can happen. But if anything happened to me, I know what's going. I'm going to be with him. My family's going to be provided for. If nothing else happened, I'm going to be hidden in him. And they're going to see a facet of Christ. And that's going to bless them. So we're going to read this out of Matthew in Matthew 20, 28 is where I want to start at. And I like to hear pages turning, so y'all just bear with me. Matthew 20, 28 said, even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Some uh, versions say son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life to many. You go back over just a couple of verses up to 22 and it says this. So, but Jesus answered and said, you know not what you ask. You are able to drink of the cup that I shall drink and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. They said unto him, we are able. And he said unto them, you shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But sit on my right hand or on my left hand, it is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared by the Father. And when the other guys heard this, the other disciples heard this, they're saying how they was upset and they was talking to each other about it. And they came to Jesus and Jesus said, listen, you know that the princes of Gentiles exercise domination over them. They that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. Let him be your servant. As whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. And again, 28 says, and the son of God, or the son of man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give a life a ransom for many. I know it's the Jesus' cousin was asking, his aunt came and asked him, let one sit on one side and one sit on the other side. And he said, I don't have that to give to you. He said, but are you, do you think you can take the cup that I'm drinking? I'm going to talk to y'all church about a minute by taking that cup that uh, he's drinking. We all have that cup. When, when they said we're able to take that cup, when you said that I trust and believe in you, you were given a cup. You was given a cup. You was given a cup. Just like those disciples was given a cup. And they spoke truth. And didn't understand the truth that they were speaking is that, am I going to be, he asked, are you going to be able to drink of the cup that I'm going to drink of? The answer was yes. Saints in 20, 
19, because 2020 is not here yet. We got a couple more weeks. We're still drinking of that cup. And that cup is people, as Pastor Joe was saying, that might falsely accuse you, might did something to hurt you, might ridicule you, might be your enemy. They might be your best friend, and they, 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 uh, they misplaced the trust that you had. They might be a family member that uh, hurt you. And you got to drink that cup. I know it's supposed to be Christmas time. There's supposed to be a happy, a happy message, but I'm going to get to it. I'm going to give you some nice, happy things. But I want you to understand about this cup that we was given. Hmm. Well, we're still in Matthew. I'm going to get all these scriptures out of the way because we're going to get me to flying. I'm going to really start flying. So Matthew 7, just turn back a couple of chapters there, Matthew 7. My King James Version 16 through 20 says, You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth good fruit is hewed down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by the fruits ye shall know them. Hmm. The title of my message is God's Fruitcake. <laughs> now, told y'all I was going to get to the title, I was going to get to the scripture, but the title of the message is Fruitcake. How many of y'all like Fruitcake? That ain't too many hands going up. <laughs> I am with y'all. I do not like fruitcake. Whoo. My mom used to give me this stuff and had this green and red and orange stuff in it, and I don't know what that was. And it was so dry. It was, like, disgusting. And then we used to get one every year. When I was younger, I thought we was getting one every year. But as I got older, I realized we had the same one every year. So it came out like Christmas decorations. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, man. They pulling this out the closet again? Oh, it's the same 10, Collins. Pay attention. <laughs> I didn't like fruitcake. Y'all hear that now? I didn't like fruitcake. Now I did some research on fruitcake, and they were telling me fruitcake was what's created way back in Roman time. And said the, Roman, the Romans used to give it to the guards or to their soldiers to provide. So it's like an energy bar, a power bar that we use today. Y'all know y'all don't like power bars neither because they taste like chalk. So it's like a power bar. But then uh, Pastor Joe told me that Pastor Adam said, well, you know, it was, it was created back in Israel. It was the dried fruits and the, the, the dates and the nuts and all that. And it was also given to sustain people. Now, in the modern day, I told you all about that dried fruit cake and everything. Now, that, some people keep it for a long time, but they put some stuff in it to, 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 to juice it up. Stuff like rum, brandy. I think it said something about vodka. So y'all know what them things, they call them spirits, those, those liqueurs they call spirits. Y'all hearing that, right? And they put that stuff in there, juice it up. So I'm, I'm now I see why my grandparents and all my aunts and uncles were eating the fruitcake. I didn't like it because I just got the dry fruitcake, but I see why they was eating it because they had a, it was a little juiced up for them. Man, 
Now, in my research, I went and got some fruitcake. Now, I ain't put no brandy vodka rum in it, but I wanted to taste this thing. So I went and bought a fruitcake at the base, along with me some gingerbread cookies and some chocolate-covered pretzels and some other stuff, too, that I would like. So I was like, okay, I'm going to taste this fruitcake, and I know it's going to be just as disgusting as it was when I was a kid. And I cut it last night. I went back to the room. Asked my wife, I was looking at it, said, what's this green and red stuff? I don't know. I thought she was going to have an answer that I didn't have with the green and red stuff in the fruitcake. Then I bit it. It tastes like a cinnamon roll. Uh-huh, that ain't too bad. That ain't too dry. I ain't had it for two days, y'all. I ain't had it a whole year. They sat there for a long time. Just had it two days. So I was like, okay, that ain't too bad. I think I can do with that. I can deal with that. Now to take my blood sugar up sky high, and y'all be catching me up here if I've been eating any more of that. But that's the world's fruitcake. And like I said, it was provided to sustain people. It was given to the Romans for a reason. When they was out there and they marching for a long time and they needed something that didn't go bad, they needed something to eat on. They needed some substance. They needed something that was going to carry them, that they can reach back in that bag and grab out and not worry about it going bad. Hmm. The world needs some stuff like that, huh? Let's go to a Luke 1. I'm getting somewhere, y'all. Just stay with me. Don't, don't, don't get the fruitcake out your head, neither. Luke 1. Thirty-five. I'm gonna go ahead and read and say, and the angel, then the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the High shall overshadow thee. Therefore also, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. I'm gonna read that again. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the high shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born in thee shall be called the Son of God. Saying, Behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Let's go on down to verse 41. We're going to skip down now. So the angel of God talking to Mary, y'all know that. Y'all know this story. I ain't got to go back and give y'all the background of the nativity and none of that, right? Y'all know the story. So I'm just jumping in and using it where I needed that. So we're going to go down to 41. And saying, it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the, solid, the, the solitations of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Hmm. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Hmm. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb. So the Holy Spirit told Mary, the angel told Mary the Holy Spirit is going to give her a child. And that was going to be the son of God. Now Elizabeth telling her about this fruit that's in her womb and it's blessed. <laughs> Let me get to the message now. Galatians 5.22. And then we're going to go ahead and do, deal with this fruitcake. Hmm. 
5.22 said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. 23 go and said, meekness, temperance, against such, there is no law. Hmm. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Love and intense feeling of deep affection. I heard some people say love is blind. Loving someone will make you not look or see any of their faults. The other part of the fruit is it says joy. And joy is a feeling of great pleasure or happiness. <laughs> Rick Warren said joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life, the quiet confidences that ultimately everything is going to be all right, and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Huh, and to praise God in every situation. Another part of that fruit is peace, freedom from disturbance, tranquility. You say salam when we say peace in the Greek, but it said total or completeness, success. Fulfillment, wholeness, harmony, security, and well-being. <laughs> long-suffering, I, Jesus, thank you that you have long-suffering with me. But that's a fruit of the Spirit. Having or showing patience in spite of troubles, especially those caused by other people. Gentleness, the quality of being kind, tender or mild-mannered, very important in the life. Because it's allowed us to explore all that is possible in ourselves, certain creativity to perform well, and effectively and be effective for others. Gentleness, gentleness is also kindness. In another translation, to say kindness. One of the things I saw when I saw that couple, I saw no kindness. Our world is missing kindness. People are not being kind to one another any longer. Oh, Lord, help us, Jesus. In the house of God, people are not being kind to one another any longer. Kindness is a foreign word in the body. Kindness is sure enough a foreign word in our society. Be kind. That's your weakness. How in the world do I need to be kind to someone? That's just weak. Man. If y'all thinking, I know y'all just came through Thanksgiving and we're getting into Christmas. I've been reminiscing about mama's cooking and some of the cooking that I'm trying to reminisce about and trying to recreate, I can't do it. I tried to cook some chitlins and y'all from, from South Georgia, y'all know what chitlins are so I, I ain't going to leave y'all alone. Y'all know what chitlins are. I ain't never cooked no chitlins. I was reminiscing about some chitlins and see, I'm from Alabama and we don't do rice and chitlins, we do chitlins and coleslaw. But I'm trying to cook some chitlins. <laughs> Lord, help me. I'm, Lord, thank God mama cooked them because I sure ain't going to never cook them no more. But because <laughs> I did not know what I was doing. I cleaned them. I overcleaned them. And I recleaned them. Then I put them in a pot. And it didn't look right to me. So I poured all that stuff that I put in the pot out. And I put them in another pot. <laughs> Y'all know that's not right, right? Y'all know all the seasoning and everything went out the pot when I poured it out, right? 
So I'm reminiscing about wanting to remember about mom because my mom been dead four years now. So I'm like, I'm going to get this taste because this is the holiday time. And I'm going to have me some chitlins and some hog moths. And I went to the store trying to get all this stuff. And it tasted like I was in the hospital eating some jello. <laughs> it was the most bland, nasty stuff I had ever tasted in my life. Had my whole house stinking for a week. <laughs> I went through all that trouble and the stuff did not smell good. But I was reminiscing because I wondered what mama cooked. Now, my wife doctored it up after the thing, and it got to be her taste, not mama's taste. But I was trying to get that thing that was familiar because I was looking for something that would make me feel good. Now, I know really mama was just loving. Her feeding me just made me feel good. Me being around family just made me happy. I, I didn't have to worry about someone judging me. I didn't have to worry about if someone, even if they was mean to me, they were still kind. They still had love. So I was just wanting that. I was wanting that real bad. And them chitlins for that Marty cook didn't work. So, like I said, I ain't going to try that no more. But I was just getting to that point because I wanted some more kindness. Hmm. I deal with people all day long. And I'm just looking, Lord, something missing. That missing ingredients, what is it? He says, kindness, baby. He, he said, you can tell them you love them and you can do all that, but if you're not kind, because if I tell you I love you a hundred times, I already, but I'm snapping at you every day. Do you think I love you? If I tell you that I'm here to serve you and help you, but I'm, I got a face on that's showing you disdain, does that show that I love you? I'm doing the act, but it's no compassion or kindness in it. And see, that's one of the things that that cup that we was given, it comes with. It's a goodness, the quality of state of being good. Hmm. Christians supposed to be good. Goodness goes with kindness there, guys. Faith. Complete trust and confidence in someone or something. Y'all know who ours is ill. Meekness. The fact or condition of being meek, some humbleness, submissiveness, modest, eager. Said so now, weak don't mean that you lack strength. Weak don't mean that you have to be walked upon. Meek means you look at others before you look at yourself. Then this thing called temperance, and temperance said restraint. In moderation. Being disciplined, which is a lifestyle characterized by self-control. Self-control, the virtue self-control conducts the virtues of one who masters his desires and passions, especially his, his sensual appetite. Temperance, and if you really first look at it, talk, talking to you about drinking, y'all heard me talking about that bourbon and that rum and all that stuff going in the fruitcake. That's what temperance first started talking about. But see, temperance is more than not sustaining from drinking. It's being self-controlled and don't let your desires and your passions overrule you and you live your life like that. When I started off talking about Walmart and I was telling people going in there and they have no self-control and they're throwing stuff in baskets and they're trying to do all this because it's going to bring a familiar feeling to them. And then they're going to go back and I told you in February they're going to start getting them bills come in and they're going to say, I don't remember buying that, but all the stuff is gone from under the tree now because you have no self-control. Because your feeling ain't going to come out of you buying all this stuff. 
Your feelings ain't going to come at you being in all the places. Your feelings ain't going to come from there just like I couldn't make them chitlins because mother's love wasn't there. Her hand wasn't in it. I'm trying to recreate something that I couldn't. Now let me tell y'all something. I call this God fruitcake. Y'all heard all the things I gave you, the fruit of the spirit. You know what it's birthed out of, right? It's birthed from the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the spirit is birthed from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in you births the fruits of the spirit in you. All that thing I just read, the world needs. God said, if I put my fruitcake together, so if you look at, look at the person next to you, just look over. Each one of you, look at the person next to you. Look at the person on the other side next to you. You know they're all fruitcakes, right? <laughs> they are fruitcakes, I promise you. I wanted to wear this red Christmas poinsettia suit that I got. Red and white poinsettia suit, and I was going to put a red brim on with it, and I was going to stand up here, and that's how I was going to preach to y'all, because I want y'all to see a fruitcake. My wife wouldn't let me do it. They showed me I couldn't wear that. But that's what I wanted to wear up here. Because my fact was, I am a fruitcake. But I'm not the one that you put on the shelf and you pull out with the decorations every year. I'm not the one that has the dry, the dry stuff and you got to have some spirits to pour into it. I am the one that is made with the fruit of the spirit. I am one that is, all those ingredients are stirred up and he pop it in there and he said, look, that's my fruitcake. That's my fruitcake. That's my fruitcake. And when you're in the middle of a parking lot in Piggly Wiggly's, you go out there and say, here, have a piece of fruitcake. So I was telling them to be quiet. Have a piece of fruitcake. Have a piece of the stuff that God has placed in me that this world needs right now. It needs some love. needs some patience. needs some long-suffering. It needs some understanding, some faith. Have a slice of God's fruitcake. Look at the person next to you and say, you're God's fruitcake. You're God's fruitcake. Every place you go, you're God's fruitcake. Now, you see what I told you about that cup we said, can we drink out of? See, people going to come, they're going to put all their stuff in there, but see, they need some cake to dip in that. They need some cake to dip in that thing and make it look better. Man. He said, I, I, I'm that God that I give you a present, but I can get you reconciled back to me. We sung those songs this morning. I'm crying up here at the altar because those songs were awesome. Because they was all about him. They were all about him. Y'all heard what Elizabeth said to Mary. Man, the fruit that's going to be born to you is the son of God. Every one of you that have accepted Lord Jesus as your savior. When God looks at you, he sees his son only. He sees his son only. Only. That for every place you go, you are his son. Ah. Y'all remember in the word what he said, I must leave that I can send you a help back. Y'all remember that, right? In the word, it's in there. I promise you it's in there. Y'all know he's talking about the Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit produce fruit. In this situation, fruit is not growth. And people add it to you. The fruit is you walking in my attributes and my character. You walking in what I say. The fruit of the Spirit is. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's long-suffering, it's good, good gentleness, it's goodness, it's faith, it's meekness, it's temperance. In such there is no law. In such there is no law. We talk about grace all the time. We live by grace. We don't live by the law, but do we walk in the fruit of the Spirit every place we go? 
the place that it begins, it begins in you. You, you, you got to be long-suffering with yourself. You got to be loving to yourself. You got to be kind to yourself. You have to have goodness to yourself. You got to have faith in yourself. You got to have temperance in yourself. You got to have love for yourself. You got to have joy in yourself. Because once you walk in that and you master that, you can give it away. My fruitcakes need to be out and not hidden, God is saying. My fruitcakes need to be given as a celebratory thing for people to understand. You can do this life. Here's something sweet for you. The sweetness is, I'm hidden in Christ. And if I can get hidden in Christ, you could be hidden in Christ. If I can have love and joy, you can have love and joy. If I can have faith, you can have faith. If I can have gentleness, you can have gentleness. If I can have goodness, you can have goodness. Hmm. Last night, me and Michael was in the prison. Phil set us up to go into prison. He always do. <laughs> and I hadn't been there since October. But we went into prison to serve them a Christmas dinner. And we served. And we served. And we served. And we served until everything was gone. We wanted to make sure everything was gone. We did not want to walk out there with any food. Then after we served, we gathered in a circle. And we was going to sing a song. And as we were singing a song, before I even got up to close out, Michael, you remember that word that God gave you? Let's go ahead and tell that word out. Can you speak from back there? Can you come up here and get a mic? Come on up here with me. I want everybody to hear it. There's about 60 of us in a circle, and as uh, Brother Martin was getting ready to pray, I heard the Lord say there's not a gathering, there's not a circle in the whole world right now that's more important than this one. People that the world thinks are the lowest and the worst of the worst, God looks at them with a special love. He looks at them with a heart of gold. I wanted you to hear that because not that we're in a prison. I don't want no attaboys for being in the prison. I don't want you to talk about that. I want you to hear that because I told you God's fruitcakes and wherever you go during this holiday season, you're going to be him to those people. And that's going to be the most important place in the world at that time. Wherever you are, you're representing him. And that's the most important place at that time. And so everybody around you are in a place that they can receive something good from him. So during this, we say holiday season, I say Christmas season, I say holiday season too because it's holy time to me. 
it, it ain't about what they're trying to take Christ out. Because you know what? You can't take Christ out of Christmas because Christ is in me. And I'm hidden in him. So wherever I go, Christ is. So my point is wherever you go, be Christ. Let it be the most important place on the planet right there for you and God. Because you know we serve a big enough God that wherever all, we are, wherever all of us are at, he is there at the same time. Don't go in with your preconceived notions of how people should act or not act or what. Just be Christ. Just show love, joy, gentleness, long-suffering, temperance, goodness. Woo. Because there's no law against that. I told y'all this society is going crazy and people are seeking things. I heard someone sent out a post and said, we should leave Christmas lights up all year. Because it makes us feel good. I don't leave no Christmas lights up all year. I just want to be around people that love me with unconditional love. And then I should feel good. I want to be around people that are kind to me. I don't care how mean I am. They're just kind. Because it breaks down that shell and that wall I got up. I want to be around somebody to tell me that I am the apple of God's eye. Even though I don't feel like it because they got some long suffering with me. I want a person to come in every time I'm saying something negative to say, brother, it does not look like that. Bring some joy to me. I want to see the fruit of the Spirit. That's what God said I want y'all to go out and do. Be fruitcakes. Be fruitcakes. Let me rewind that. Be God's fruitcake. Because the songs that it's no shadow so dark, no mountain too high, no wall that God won't go through. Y'all know that song? People need to know that. They don't need to know the song. They need to know that. How are they going to know that? Because you're going to represent Christ to them. <laughs> Thank you, God. I'm going to tell you a secret now. It's easy for me to do that with a stranger. It's very easy for me to do that with a stranger. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You know the hardest place for me to do that is? At home. That's the hardest place for me to do that. Is at home. You know what's needs to be seen the most? At home. At home. And see, that's what God has said. Start with you. Step outside of you. Start with those around you. Step outside of those around you. Start with those on the outskirts. Step outside the outskirts and start with those in the uttermost, the othermost, the othermost. But back it up from the othermost, the outskirts, those around you, and start with you. Start loving yourselves. Start having joy. Start having long and sufferings and temperance with yourself. Stop beating yourself up. Stop saying, I can't do this. Stop lying to yourself and saying you're the best thing since sliced bread, even though most of you are the best thing since sliced bread. Because our Father died for you. I'm mean, our big brother Jesus died for you. Our father sent the son for us. Overpayment. Which means I am very valuable. See, one thing I talk to the guys in prison about, not why they got there, who they are when they're there. I want to talk about them, what God sees in them. You're destined to do great things. You are not destined to sit inside these walls. You are worthy. You are valuable. I'm going down the train of God. Had a brother tell me last night, brother, I... Just got over being high. I've been good for three weeks. 
He said, I'm so glad to be back. Are you glad to be back? He said, yeah, I can come in here now. He said, because I'm not high anymore. I said, I'm going to tell you a secret. Do not stay out of the house of God or come in the fellowship of the brothers again. I don't care if you come in here high and can't stand up. You need to be in the body of Christ. I said, this body needs to love on you in the place that you are. He said, what? I said, you're not going to come in here because you're high? This is the place you need to be the most because you're high. What are you doing? He was like, what? I said, yeah. Nobody knew I had that conversation. In my closing prayer, do not let yourself stop you from getting to the blessing that God has for you. Do not let mess-ups, screw-ups, things that you have put in priority changing, all this stuff that you put in front of God, stop you from getting the blessings and the healing that God has for you. Get to the body of Christ. Stop putting on the mask. I told him that in the prayer. Don't let no one stop you from getting to the place you need to be at because I'd rather you be in here and let God bring in an addiction problem and taking care of it than you sitting out there by yourself and thinking you can handle it because I'm hypocritical if I go in there. You're not hypocritical coming to church, man. That's like me going in there with my, my gallbladder about to go out and say, I ain't going to the hospital until my fever go down. Are you crazy? <laughs> I'm a hydrochondriac. I'm going to the hospital. Anything go on. I was like, <laughs> I bit my tongue. Oh, there's something going on. We need to go talk to the doctor about that. I'm sorry. I don't like pain, and I'm going to go to the place that is going to get fixed. I'm not going to sit here and read Google and diagnose myself. I ain't going to guess at nothing. I'm going to the place. And if the doctor can't help me, you better refer me to a specialist, but I'm going to the place. So I'm saying that when people come into the house, you might not have the answer, but somewhere around you might be that answer. And you can refer them to the right place. But a part of that has been the fruit. Part of that has been the fruitcake. A part of that is, everybody might not like what I serve up, but I'm going to serve it up. Serve up God. Serve him up. This is what I'm closing with. And I'm not that pastor that have five closings. Even though I do it at my own church, I have five closings. I'm going to do one closing. <laughs> Pray for pastor. Pray for pastor. Pray for his health. Pray for his vision. Pray for pastor. Once you bless him, and I ain't talking about material things. I'm talking about sincerely pray for him from your heart. Because the blessings roll down. The blessings come down. Not political or anything like that. I, I, I'm not a Trump fan. I pray for Trump every day. Because that's my president. Did y'all hear what I just said? That's my president. I pray for him every day. This nonsense, let it be gone, God. Because everything rolls down. Pray for those in authority over you. Pastor, is a good man. Pastor has given his life for God for a long time. He ain't just get on this battlefield. He's been on this battlefield for a while. You got a person that's been on the battlefield for a while? Don't assume that he don't need your prayer. Don't assume that he don't need your support. Don't assume that, well, he hear God, him and God, best friends. Pray for pastor. And as you're praying for pastor, pray for his family. And that's Mama Jill on down to the, the youngest grandbaby. Pray for them because they need that. Pray for them. <laughs> when you get done praying for him, start praying for your leadership. Pray for the elders. Pray for their wives. Pray for the deacons. When you're going for that, start praying for your brothers and sisters. Then when you're done, 
thank God that you have the mind to pray for someone else. Because when you're doing that, he'll take care of all your needs. Now, the other part of that is the other person's praying for you. So during this season, as we get ready to go to 2020, let's do our lifestyle a little differently. Let's be that fruitcake that's out every day. It'd be like me supposed to have this Bible on the coffee table that's just out there every, every day. Be that fruitcake and have, have some dessert every day. Pray for each other. Love each other. Watch God ask to increase. As you be a fruitcake for God, walk in the fruit of God, he'll add increase to so many things. You'll see the church overflowing. But before you see the church overflowing, you'll see your life change. You'll see peace and joy in your life. You'll see things that, be, that has been a, a, a wall just crumble in front of you. You'll, you'll see things that has been a stronghold lose all hook and all control. And God said, that's what I want for you. He told me to bring you all this present before. He said, because I give presents before I reconcile people to me. He gave his son as a baby before he stretched his arm out on the cross as a man. He gave us the presence to reconcile us back. We are the presence to this world. Let's be that. Father God, I thank you for your opportunity to get up before your people and speak. I thank you, Father God, that I have said or believe that I have said everything that you told me to say, Father God. Lord God, I ask that any need that needs to be met, that you meet that need, Father God. That's in their lives, Father God. Any need that they need their hands laying on today, Father God, I'm asking them, Lord God, to come to the altar to be prayed for. Those that work at the altar, I'm asking you to come up. If you need prayer for anything, step up to the altar. That's why I said when I told those prisoners, which are really my brothers, but I'll never call them prisoners, I call them gentlemen. Don't let anyone stop you from what God has for you, not even yourself. So, Father, touch hearts, touch minds, and restore. And I thank you for that. I ask that you continue to bless Papa, continue to bless Mama, continue to bless this house, Father God. For as we heard earlier, Father God, this is good soul. And it is growing. It's not just growing here, it's growing abroad. But don't let us, Lord God, get so comfortable that we're like the apostles, Father God, and we have to have another woman come in and anoint, the, anoint God's feet and wash him with the perfume that's there because we have come so accustomed to him being in our midst that we forget to pray and lift him up. So I ask, Lord God, that we just continue to do that in this house. So bless it in Jesus' name. And it's his name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. That's all I got, gentlemen. The altar will be open, and altar workers, if you're here, you can come on up.